0: Well, hello, CMYK community, and welcome to another CMYK Talk podcast. My name's Matt, and so glad that you're with us yet again uh, today. uh, Just am so honored uh, by the number of people and the commitment that some of you have to this better way to interact with the world and people and stuff around us. And so today we're continuing on in a series of talks that we launched last week where we're just dealing with who we are as a community. We have a target. We have a goal. We have When we say there's a more beautiful way to interact with the world and people, stuff, the divine around us, we kind of have an idea of what we believe that could or should look like. And it revolves around these four things of that we learn to be present, we learn to be honest, to be open, and to be the embodiment of love. So we're just spending uh, four weeks talking about each one of those things. And more than talking about it, we think it's important to just ask, how are we doing? And what does this look like in Our lives, and so last week, um, John Binder just shared a little bit his story of what it's meant to be present and how he's found that work to be good or hard (laughs) for his own life. So if you haven't listened to that, man, go check that out. And today, uh, Grant Jones uh, is here to kind of share his story of what what it's meant to be honest. I think this is such a. I think an important and really unique and beautiful thing that Grant is willing to do to get up in a room full of people and uh, then obviously on this podcast, just communicate honestly with where he's at, with his thoughts and beliefs, where he came from and where he kind of is today. Uh, It can be a terrifying thing because many times uh, churches or faith communities, they can revolve around, hey, everybody believes like us and that's why we're all here together compared to... Man, what if we just got together and were honest? And no matter where you are, or no matter what you're kind of thinking, doubting, wrestling with, or landed the plane on, whatever it is, there's space for you here. There's embrace for you here, because we believe that the divine meets us in what's really going on. And so that's part of our work. So Grant's going to share his story, and we'll get straight to that really quickly before Seth and Grant jump into it. I want to mention that uh, we have finally a new edition of our CMYK magazine. We do four things as a community. We have our Sunday gatherings, which uh, take place at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have our meals. So there's all these different meals that are taking place around the city of Billings in these different spaces. We have these podcasts, which you're listening to, so congratulations. And then the last piece of the puzzle for what CMYK does is we produce a magazine. And we haven't done one for a while because of a lot of different things that... You don't need to be bored with the details of, but we're back, and the whole point, the whole idea of producing a magazine is we call ourselves a community, and part of being a community is that we are actually sharing our stories together, that this isn't just one guy with a microphone uh, getting to tell you what he thinks or what's going on in his life all the time, but we want to figure out more and more ways that we can share this life, this story, this work of our community as a community. And so we actually put a lot of time, energy, resources, and uh, effort into this magazine to make it look, feel uh, the best that it possibly could, because we believe these stories matter. And we think it's an important thing for you to be able to kind of browse through this magazine, see what's going on in the community. And then on top of that, have something of value that you could maybe share with the people around you and say, hey, this, this is what's going on. This is what this community is about. So we get a bunch of them printed, and they're available now. Uh, we're working on some different distribution uh, avenues for where this magazine is going to be available. But as of right now, we launched it at our Sunday gatherings this past Sunday. So the best place to grab one is at our Sunday gathering. Feel free to swing by and grab one of those. Other than that, we uh, and I'll make sure to keep you up to date as new info is available about where these magazines are going to be. You can pick one or 20 up and share with the friends around you so many people in the community grab these have them on their coffee tables uh and share them with friends and neighbors and all that stuff so we're so so excited about this that we're kind of back into this magazine groove and i'm so honored uh to the people that are sharing their stories are sharing their stories some really really great stuff So. Magazine is out. We will post the digital file to our website probably in a few weeks. We like the idea of, I mean, this, this magazine is great. I mean, it's just done at a high level. And uh, so we want to, you know, the magazine, we want to get the physical copy in your hands and then we'll go digital eventually. But first and foremost, let's, let's deal in the real world for a little bit. Uh, so feel free to grab that. Other than that, here it is, Seth Hirschkorn and Grant Jones sharing stories, talking about and wrestling with this idea of what it means to be honest.
1: Well, hey, good to be with you. So, um, uh, I, I think it's becoming every, and Chris could help me answer this, but like every, like kind of like fall year season, uh, CMYK is trying to do this um, series around kind of their their core values. I don't want to call them core values; just the ideas that really make this place what they, what it is. Um, and those ideas are um, to be present, honest, open, and loved. And so, uh, last week. Um, Matt talked with John Binder about this idea of presence and what it means to be present. I would encourage you to go listen to the podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but I hear it's phenomenal. So enjoy. I didn't listen to it this afternoon. I, I, was doing, I didn't have time. Um, but I hear it's great. So you should really listen to it. It I won't disappoint. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Matt uh, talked with Grant. I don't think you guys had a conversation like, I don't know, four months ago?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
1: four yeah. months ago. And Matt wanted to then talk to you about this idea of being honest. And so this idea of honesty, I think, is a huge driving factor uh, behind CMYK and the community that exists here. Um, I know for Michaela and I, um, it's a huge piece of um, our existence here is around this idea of honesty um, and what it means to be honest. And, and when I say honesty, what I'm talking about is... Um, uh, who are you, where are you at, what are you experiencing, what is going on in this current, present moment of your life, and what's the reality of your existence right now? Like, what are the what are the things that make up who you are, what you're about, what you're engaged in, and uh, uh, everything from the good, the bad, the ugly, the doubts, the struggles, the fears, the insecurities, like, all of that is on the table when we have this conversation of honesty. And I, I really love the value that CMYK places in this idea. So we're chatting with Grant tonight about... Uh, kind of where he's been spiritually um, and where he's at now. And and just in my conversations with Grant, we had beers uh, last week to kind of just kind of get this ready and just the conversations it sounds like you've had with Matt. Uh, Grant's just really willing to be honest with us about where he's been and where he at, he's at now. And so um, we're going to chat with him about that. So hi, Grant.
2: Hi. <laughs> hi.
1: This is Grant Jones, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Grant, so let's start with... Um, I guess let's start with kind of like a little history lesson on the life of Grant Jones. Okay. And and uh, let's start in the womb. Okay. And we'll go from there. Because your earliest memory. Darkness. Um, warmth. warmth. <laughs> yeah, Napping. Snapping. Napping. Napping, yes. I was, Yeah, the S snuck in there, but napping. <laughs> I was going to say sleeping, but... Um, so give give us, a, give us a starting point of your, I guess, spiritual journey. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, wh- where it began for you, how old, all that stuff, and we'll kind of take it from there.
2: Sure. Um, what I didn't say earlier uh, today, this morning, when we did this, this is uh, once rehearsed.
0: Kinda kind of. Kind t- of. Kind of twice. <laughs> kind of twice. Kind of okay. twice. <laughs>
2: um, was that uh, I was raised uh, evangelical Christian, which... Um, I learned was evangelical Christian, not just normal Christian. But there's, you know, uh, my parents actually became Christians after I was born. I didn't really know that until later in life. And So it was kind of this journey as a family, I guess, um, through what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to be a part of a church? Um, And my experience through as soon as I can remember was the Evangelical American Church. Um, going to church every weekend and eventually up through, I was involved in starting a church um, around middle school with my family and then um, playing music for church uh, through middle school and high school.
1: And because you're helping start one, your involvement is key, your family's involvement. Sure. Like they're, you guys are doing everything, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I from age, I guess it really started out, you know, uh, middle school and high school. That's all I can remember is a very big part is youth group and playing on the weekends, leading music. Um, and that was like the main uh, way I saw the world was through the lens of um, here's the Bible, here's what it says about uh, the world and you. And that's kind of jumping-off point for everything else in life.
1: So the lens you were given was this one of this is evangelical Christianity. You've helped start a church as a family. Uh, Here is the filter by which you need to start seeing the world, and this is the best filter to live by. Filter lens perception. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think I think I just grew up with that was the truth. That was the you know that was um, yeah that was just the way things were and it was never um you know intrusive or um uh like pressured upon me but it was just kind of what I and I connected with it I'm sure you know it felt right for a long long time
1: yeah so you so growing up middle school high school church world um but then there's a shift for you <clears throat> that that you you've been handed this framework this structure of life and how to live it and where to find the answers and how to be a good person and all of this very evangelical Christian verbiage words, ideas that maybe some of you can identify with. Um, And then then you get out of high school and you make a shift into working for a church. Right. Okay, talk about that.
2: Yeah, I worked for a church. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's cheers one more time. I've never got to do that. So I'm kind of into it right now. Yeah, let's do the
1: real one. I like it. Okay. So, yeah. Matt, <laughs> that's right. no, That was I was, was very negligent. Oh wow. You got blue shirt, and beard. I can't help that we're good looking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this recording's already botched. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're we're yeah. taking the morning. So much editing. <laughs> we're
2: Auto tune? Can we? (laughs) Yeah, something. Um,
1: Um, So, yes. So, Matt Blakesley actually hires you to work for Faith Chapel.
2: Correct. And that was awesome. I mean, I was surprised. Um, Then I got to play music for a living. And um, my whole, you know, not just, it wasn't uh, just a personal spirituality now. It was something I was doing for work every day. And, 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 uh, being involved in an organization, a church that um, I had to think through what it meant to put on our church service every weekend, and yeah.
1: It sounds like an interesting shift from uh, this is my framework of belief and experience in life to this is my job. Sure. What did that do for you? Did that cause some disruption? Taking it from like, this is just what I do to this is actually, this is, this is who I am to this is what I do was that mm-hmm.
2: a I think it mostly put um, I was thinking about what it meant to be a Christian and how we all gather as Christians every day day in and day out. It wasn't just on the weekends or um so it it forced me to be in i guess immersed in that world of Um, specifically music was how does music function in the church what's the purpose of it Um, and I think eventually um, I guess if it's okay if I jump ahead to kind of what it what it brought uh, up in me was I feel like if through um, working at a church and being so involved I started having um some just disconnects in what I saw. Um, and I, I think uh, specifically with the music, um, it just felt uh, very put on, and uh, the goal was very narrow for music in the church, I feel. There was um, a way it should sound, the words that should be used, and the very specific way it should move people. Um, and it And it started raising questions in my mind, and I would often struggle with it, but just be like, ah, it's just the way, you know,
1: that's just, this is how it is, and that's okay. I just need to work through it and get over it. What was your music experience like outside of working for the church? So you're working for the church, and there's kind of like, to call it a music scene, there's like a music scene, an agenda, and a way things work. What was music like for you then and when you got hired outside of the church? Was there a, a difference in those two? Um, I, would, I, I would actually say that most of my life was just church music,
2: um, but also... Um, quickly realizing that um, I didn't want to sing those songs anymore. They didn't, uh, they were a little one-sided. There wasn't a whole lot of truth to them. I wouldn't listen to them. I wouldn't take them out into my life and make them a, it wasn't, there's no enjoyment in listening
1: to church music or, um,
2: yeah, does that answer your question?
1: Yeah, well, I just find it interesting because it's, like, there, there just seems to be some of that disconnect you're talking about, where you make this shift from growing up in the church world to working for a church, and then there's these disconnects like like worship, where it's like these songs become less important and influential, yet you're required to lead people in them.
2: Sure. Yeah. That becomes a bit of a problem. Right. And you're like, I don't think we should be doing this, but here, let's just do it. Here we go. You yeah. know? But on the flip side,
1: they're like, here's a paycheck, and you're like, I will sing that song for you. <laughs> right? Like, there's a, there's a bit of that.
2: Right, and I think um it's something I'd always felt um was i just didn't I didn't buy something about the whole thing i didn't never i was never like church, yes <laughs> um and maybe that's just the common thing that and maybe everyone experiences that, but I just realized that I never have ever been like that's how I'm going to spend my weekend. Yeah. Um and that became very <laughs> apparent. I guess maybe it was just starting to work for a church.
1: Um, yeah. So then there's a, so so you've got this interesting history of middle school grew up in the church started a church youth group middle school high school this is how you're supposed to live this is what you're supposed to believe this is who you're supposed to be you start working for a church and these disconnects start happening and music isn't the only one that's just the kind of the prime example just in our conversations there's these other disconnects that you've experienced but then another major disconnect happened when matt approached you with an opportunity to help with cmyk
2: sure um It, it felt um, he asked me hey let me start this church and also helped me work on this theater idea as well um, so and I was like sure that sounds good um, but I didn't really realize until after I had already said yeah let's do this um, I'll help you that it was a very big sigh of relief of wow this is like uh, there was a few months where I just didn't go to church and I uh, it was amazing.
1: What What'd you do instead?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I remember driving around one day and just nobody was on the roads, and I was like, "Wow, this is a different world. This is crazy."
1: Like this, I, this is a Sunday morning. Yeah, it was yeah. a Sunday morning,
2: yeah. and I I hadn't experienced that in God God knows how long. Um, and um, it's I think being a part of uh, starting this church was the next step in. Um, trying to decide what I thought about
1: um, Christianity and God and spirituality. Um. You'd mentioned in in some of our conversations how the 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 places you began to hang out started to change too. That your whole life had been this like Christian context with Christian friends and Christian places and this just this uh, church centered life, and then you get this opportunity to go to help with CMYK and Art House and you start hanging out in different places and meeting different people. Do you want to you talk about that?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it f-
2: Yeah, I think I was insulated a bit. And then um, just started making friends and going out and um, probably playing music around town more. And um, just the people I met, I... I couldn't remember having that much fun and also making genuine connections with people that didn't come from the same place I did at all.
1: As in Christianity. Yes. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. Or they just didn't care about it. They, you know, like they maybe, it wasn't their main goal in life.
1: Yeah. So what did they, what did they begin to show you? Like, I really like that word insulated. I think it's a really good word that so much of your history and context is this insulated Christian context, and then you start moving outside of that. What do you see in these other people that you started having more fun with, building connection with? Like, what was it about them? And I guess what were the things you saw in them that, uh, I guess, continued on this, like, disconnect path Mm -hmm. of of the religion you'd experienced for so many years?
2: Mostly, like, a lot of this the same as me you know there wasn't a a uh, chasm between us we were just people and seeing that they also love and they also have compassion and they're also passionate about fighting injustice and, and seeing that um, they were not required by any deity to believe those things um, and they didn't learn them because they read an old book um, it, was, it was just because of who they were, and so just meeting beautiful people and seeing, you know, maybe, maybe uh, the end goal isn't to believe in Jesus. Maybe it's something else of just to live in this way, and that's the best way that we can live as humans.
1: Yeah, it's, see, and, and it, it sounds like, because there's some ideas that you were given as a Christian, Love, right. love, goodness, beauty, sacrifice—like mm-hmm. there's these ideas that right. you experienced, but you saw that other people were experiencing them too, who right. weren't Christians, right? And that—what did that do for you?
2: It made me just think, like, well, I <laughs> just wonder what what the source of that is. If it's not, you know, it doesn't have, it obviously, doesn't have to be a belief in God, then, or a um, it is. Maybe just an inherent human trait that, um, instead of a, a set of rules and yeah, does that make?
1: No, it does, and I I think that's what's really interesting is that that you experience that. I I, I just think it's interesting that like that probably added to a lot of your disconnect between that church world yeah. and just seeing these things that we in other people. We, we said earlier how, as you started to peel back the layers of your own faith, there right. were things that stuck, like things that just seemed. This seems to be true across the board, right. and I'm and you're seeing these things in people who don't believe in the God that you were told to believe in. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, and I that's that's a,
2: a good way to put it. After taking away a lot of um, ideology and I guess theology and um, culture. Um, just seeing um, you, you know like what what what's the most important thing to me mm. if if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody friends what what standard are we going to hold ourselves to it's not going to be anything f- if anymore it's not going to be um the Christian standards I had it's going to be something else, and I've experienced that with just conversations and
1: that's really cool. What uh, can I ask? Like, what are some of those things? Sure. Like, like, and if like, and I. By the way, thanks for all your honesty right now because mm-hmm. sharing this stuff, especially in a lot of a Christian context, is really weird. So I'm really grateful for Grant's honesty. That's why we're here this week. But like, what are some of those ideas then that stuck and and became the most important that that the standard by which you'd hold yourself to as you interacted with the world around sure. you.
2: Maybe we'll just start with what I tore away, if that's okay. That sounds awesome. Peel back the onion, if yeah. you will. <laughs> the spiritual onion. Yes. A little culinary analogy. <laughs> you know, uh, tearing down the idea that maybe Jesus isn't God. Maybe, um, maybe there is no God. Maybe...
1: Um, were those thoughts scary for you? Like, yeah,
2: <clears throat> yeah, I think still are. Um, yeah, because twenty six or seven years of thinking of one way, a lot of a lot of safety and a lot of comfort. in Yeah. That. Um,
1: okay, sorry to cut you off. So there was like, uh, is Jesus God? Is there a God? Like,
2: right. What, what else? What other uh, kind of stuff the, so you're like peeling back? Um, the idea of sin, the idea of heaven and hell, the idea of, um us and them, believers, non-believers, you know, yeah. just uh, the things that, that felt very, uh, like, separating. Um, peeling all those back and trying to decide if, if, if I had one sentence or one, one time to tell the whole world what I thought was the most important thing. Would I say that you got to believe that Jesus was God and that he died for your sins? Or would I say something else? And I think... Um, It's more uh, the things that have stuck, I guess, are um, love and compassion um, and um, sacrifice. I mean, a lot of the the same <laughs> things that we were taught as since kids um, in church, but with a lot less um, conditions.
1: Yeah, it seems like what went away was the divisive stuff, like what you sure. peeled away were the divisive ideas of maybe like tribalism, separation. Hmm um some of those things. Yeah, and those things I
2: think are natural and yeah. um were never uh divisive in my mind. But then as as people start saying, well then why like you love people, but why why just these people? And why why don't why are these people wrong? Why do you um say they're lost, you know it's hard to ask those questions and having people push back and be like, yeah, you're right. And I would say even, even having conversations with family and friends about where I am now and, and questioning God and the idea of religion, um, people alluding to the fact that I'm lost. and For the first time in my life, being in that place and being like, this doesn't feel good. I never want to ever put someone through this. I don't want to be the guy that's saying... Let me help you
1: out here. But you did at one point. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, because I I, I only say that because my own context of, like, growing up very evangelical Christian, it's Mm -hmm. like, I said that to people. Right. But then you experienced the flip side of it from family and friends.
2: Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to have to ever do that again. Yeah. I'd rather validate people's um, journeys wherever they're at in the midst of it.
1: Yeah. That's pretty profound that you would take that step. I could see and I could see where from the lens of your family and friends, it'd be hard for them to accept that because it's so different from the lens that they hold like it makes sense um, that maybe they would then flip that lens on you and say you're lost. Um, so how do you feel now? so you've got this huge Christian context, Christian evangelical context lived in the church, worked in the church um, and and now you're here where you're not afraid to you said earlier today, everything's up for debate. Mm-hmm. Everything's up for conversation. Right. Um, which is a huge uh, shift in your thinking. Right. So how do you feel now from then to now? Like, what it, if, if you could just talk about, maybe, yeah, like, what's it like to sit here today and be able to say these things? And, and what's the response in your own heart and mind to them coming out of your mouth?
2: Sure. It feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, I would say this community has been the best way to to filter through all these things. Um, Because I feel like no matter where you find yourself in the spectrum of um, belief that we can all sit on one thing, which is love and acceptance and compassion um, and community, so I just was the question to help me out here. Yeah, how do you feel? How do you, what's, I what's, feel great. What, yeah, what's <laughs> the feeling like? Um, it, I feel the most free. free. Uh, I feel, uh, you know, like this idea of, of here's, um, there's freedom in, in Christ. And that idea was, was taught to me from a very young age. And that was freedom from sin or whatever. But now I feel the most free, the most uh, myself, and the most... Um, Comfortable, still scary, still a lot of, oh, shit, am I wrong? Am I really wrong right now? Uh, but that's a good place to be, I think.
1: I agree. Good. Yeah. Um, I just, I find that word freedom so interesting because, like you said, there's this, there's, there is this context that, like, in Christ we're free. Sure. But then you leave a lot of the Christ stuff behind, and right. you feel more free than you've ever felt. Yeah. That's so fascinating to me. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy about (laughs) that. I like it. Me too. Yeah. Um, if there's
2: and it feels just so, it feels really good to be able to be in a church where you guys would sit and listen to somebody say, I don't know if Jesus is real. (laughs) Um, it's nice, and uh, it's just hear me out. It's not me ever saying you should believe this, Uh, but it's I love that this place is what it is
1: well I think that feeds into what I want to ask you next where you made this you alluded to this thing where you said you know you, you, at the end of your life you have to have this one statement this one thing that wraps up all of your beliefs and your ideas sure. that in this nice little package of what you believe I mean what would you say now if if, if you had the chance to say something now it would be vastly different than when you were 18 or even 23 24 right. what would you say now like what would if someone asked you like where are you at? Because you know, that's just a dumb question. Like, where are you at spiritually? What do you believe? Like, how's your walk, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I've been praying for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Should we join an accountability group? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, what would you say to someone which is, like, where you're at on this very unique, broad, spiritual spectrum? Um,
2: I would say that there's a few things that have stuck that have that have held dear now, and that's um, we all live on the earth, and we should take care of each other. Take care of the earth, take care of each other. Um, and focusing on anything else might be a waste of time, because this might be the only thing we have to show for our lives, is right now. Um, and regardless of of how you think the earth came about or what is right and what is wrong, um, that we all, I think, are all shooting for the same thing, and that's um, love and acceptance and community and being seen by each other as a valued person.
1: Well, thank you. You bet. I appreciate that. Yeah. Can we thank Grant, thank you. everybody? Um, so Grant and I are relatively new friends, and just in the conversations we've had, it's been really fun because from the first time we just started talking, had a beer together, like the honesty's flowed pretty naturally between us. It's, it's been a lot of fun that there's just this really honest dialogue. And like I said, it's one of the things I love about the CMYK community that no matter who steps in this room, wherever you're at, whatever you believe, it, I, and, and this is coming from a guy that was a pastor. I'll tell you this, like a lot of communities lay this claim of all are welcome here, but I really believe it here. And and I don't necessarily believe it about all other places, which is really interesting. That we can have this kind of conversation in the midst of our community without the context of fear, worry, or anxiety, backlash, anything like that. Like you can share whatever you needed to. Sure. Um, and <clears throat> so with that, there's another practice that we have um, that is the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, um, uh, the 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 meal, whatever you want to call it, whatever name that you've heard for it, you want to call it um, communion. But what I love about this table and the way that Jesus presents it in the Gospels is that all people are truly welcome at the table. That this table is is an embodiment of honesty. That whoever you are, wherever you're at, whatever you believe, whatever scenario you might be in, you are welcome at this table to partake. And And I think that's why we end here every week. That there is this truly inviting feeling. Kind of what Grant was saying. Like You are welcome. You are seen. You are accepted as a human being at this table. And that's what I love about it so much. And so my encouragement for you tonight is um, as we play some music for you, we want to welcome you forward to take the bread, dip it in the juice, and take communion, but maybe just take a chance to reflect on this idea of very honest living that, that Grant is, I think, doing a great job um, showing us, that, that there's this there's this, really beauty, there's this really beautiful thing in honesty that, that, that Grant gets to lay all this out and he's still welcome at the table no matter what. And so maybe just take a chance tonight and reflect on what, what, what your week would look like this week if you just tried to be more honest. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a thought. Maybe you need to have some other things to reflect on. Maybe Grant's story is a lot of your story and how you feel. I know that's one of the things that built a lot of camaraderie between us is just hearing a lot of that and going, I feel that. So thanks for being honest with me. So we'll play some music for you and invite you to the table. And then I'll chat with you afterwards. <laughs>